0: Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com.
1: Good morning, welcome to Morning's Clone Star with Dick and Skippy, 925 on the dot. little medical emergency, nothing radical though, but uh, makes for an interesting weekend. You we got Dick and Skippy here in the studio uh, for the next uh, couple of hours, a little bit less. We got guests coming in today, we have uh, Brian Yancey-Book coming in about 9.30, this is a few minutes, so Dick and I will shoot the bull for a while. Wait for Brand to show up. If she doesn't, well, we'll just make fun of her from a distance and talk about other stuff. Happy Friday, everybody! We made it to another one. Any, any weekend you make it to, still, you know, vertical is a is a good week. That's my thought on that. But anyhow, we are slipping into the weekend. It is the last day All right. of November.
2: That was that was a close one. <laughs> There's going to be some behind-the-scenes stuff yeah, happening I've here. I've some stomach issues, folks, so I'm sorry for <laughs> so being yeah, who I am. I was going
1: to work around it, but... but it's, hey, we can't be lying to people. We can't be lying to them. We can't uh, be lying to them. Is there transparency here at Mornings with Lone Star? No, oh, most def. Okay. Well, Dick is just being totes adorbs over there with his tummy issues. So send some magic healing Pepto-Bismol yeah. vibes to him. So did you, like, have too much party time at the uh, bowling alley No, no, night? not that at
2: all. Uh... I kind of, I've been told, you know, that
1: the heat issue I've been telling you about,
2: Holly, with her thermometer obsession. Yeah, jacking with she the. She did it again uh-huh. at like midnight.
1: And how does woke, it, how does up, this affect your stomach
2: now? Well, I woke up in a sweat. Uh huh. And I guess I, would ha- I had a stomach issue from dinner, but my body wasn't like in it being eighty-two degrees in the house with the heat on. huh. And so I've been I've been up since like probably four or
1: five. Oh. And
2: just like I don't feel good. I look at Holly and she's like, Oh, what happens? Like, oh, I blame it on you. You left the heat on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brian Yancey, if you're listening to us, you'd better be here today because Dick could otherwise have been curled up in his, you know, underneath the Snoopy face. We got to
2: come and be on the the radio. We we got the new studio. We're a radio station for people. That's right. So, but uh, yeah, I bowled a good game. I had a great time yesterday uh, doing that
1: and Mm
2: -hmm. had a good team. We played a good team. They're really friendly and. So.
1: They didn't point and laugh. No. Oh, that's good.
2: No, but yeah. Awesome. I bought a spare ball, and I still haven't really used it. I don't really understand Any why. Emergency I use it. backup ball. Well, it's meant for hitting the 10 pin. So, like the the pin to the far right.
1: Okay. So I'm guessing it goes the triangle. The one at the front is the the one pin, and then two and three are the two behind it, going left or right. Yeah. Three, four, five. Okay.
2: And then seven, eight, nine, ten. To- and then, um, but I haven't really used it. And I was like, why do I have this thing? So I can't wait till someone actually shows me how to use it because I can't pra- I want to practice with it, but you can't practice with it until you have a situation where you need to hit a spare.
1: How can a ball be designed to hit a particular pin?
2: Well, from what they told me was the reason you do it is you have a natural curve in your throw, and this ball is plastic. So it doesn't go with the curve. It goes straight. Oh, okay cuz you you know some bowlers throw like a crazy like a, it spins really crazy yeah so it's for it's if you have a spin to your ball the whole point of it is it goes straight where you're trying to get it will still spin but it will just go straight
1: very interesting i had no idea about yeah. that i'm going to quickly uh look up there was a uh i think we talked about this briefly before there was a tv series on about i don't know 15 20 maybe longer years ago uh called let's bowl and it was a it was a comedy show um where it was like not scripted so much. It was uh it was almost like a people's court, but they would bowl instead of going to court. So it was up in like Minnesota or Milwaukee or something like that. And you had these two guys doing the commentary. And it was like chipper Grace, you know, here we are at uh Al's Bowlerama. And they'd have like two neighbors who were in a dispute over a tree or dog walking or something. And the neighbors would agree to have a bowl off. It was, and it was really, <clears throat> okay, so yeah, there is, um, there are some episodes on YouTube. So I'm going to make you watch them at some point. I'm going to send you links. You're going to have to watch them because I think you would really appreciate not only the humor uh, of it, but also the fact that all problems in this world apparently can be solved by bowling. Yeah. Yeah, I guess
2: so. Well, uh, listener Dennis says seven ten split is heaven when you get it. Uh, Jason Own of uh, Bean Punk Coffee got it last night. He, yeah, he there was successfully like successfully
1: overcame a seven ten. Yeah,
2: like I was amazed, and everyone like probably in the next five lanes next to us left and right were like,
1: whoa. Now, how how does that happen? Because I think maybe once in my life I had one of those where where I I knocked him down, and it was a pure accident. And I think the the way the ball hit the pin and the pin just kind of flew over and. hit Well, there's the other so one. many
2: different strategies. Like one 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 person said, his strategy is to hit it so hard that it reflect it bounces off everything. <laughs> the
1: earth shakes.
2: Well, it's like you you'll, the pin will bounce off the back and hopefully hit over there. Wow or you can try to hit the opposite side of the pin and slide it that way it will slide over and hit it and that's what Jason did. It was very My uh,
1: only strategy is just to be able to get the ball to the far end without hitting the gutter. That's my only strategy you, in bowling. You and Holly. Right? Yeah. But uh but yeah.
2: It's uh, a 9:30 right now. And did we say thanks to our partners?
1: We haven't yet, but I, I want so. to because they are caffeinating me today, and I, I, yeah, it's particularly good today. You know how coffee—they're just like, you know, it's always a good day over at Bean Punk Coffee, yeah. aka Conroe Coffee. But this morning, it's just particularly good you know, I got a question for you.
2: And, I got a question for you. When you mm-hmm. go in there, do you think they dim the lights? I don't know if it's my eyesight. When I go in there, I always feel like it's like twenty shades darker.
1: Well, there's no. Well, you do have natural lighting coming in from the the, the front window pane, but I think it it, it is uh, there is an ambiance there.
2: Okay, I didn't know if it was me or if it was just like that's what they were doing. I was like, okay.
1: Well, they could be just trying to save on their electric bill, yeah. but it, the byproduct. I saw of pictures that, of
2: their place in Montgomery. How's it looking? Oh, it looks amazing.
1: So, for those of you who don't know, so Conroe Coffee is now Bean Punk Coffee. So from now through I think the end of the the year or the month, they're they're at their current location yeah. next door to us. They're about to open up their new Montgomery branch uh, that they're getting set up. That was yeah. Dick was talking about. And then like early January, first part of the year, just down the street where uh, the Red Onion Cafe used to be, uh, they're partnering up with a bakery. Mm-hmm. And so there's going to be Bean Punk Conroe and Bean Punk uh, Montgomery.
2: Yeah. Wow. And don't forget Carly's Mercantile just opened. Carly's Mercantile
1: right next door to us. If you haven't been there.
2: I wonder if she has Tums. Actually, I'm legitimately going to go over there and see if she has Tums after the break.
1: Here's the nice thing about this. So so Carly, our, our, our favorite uh, visually impaired Conroe resident, uh, wh- whom we love much, uh, has opened up a mercantile shop. If you don't know what that is, it's, you know, sundries, everything from sodas to snacks to Band-Aids. You know, just you never know what's in there. But as she's getting it started, she's got a notebook in there and is encouraging customers that if she doesn't have something to write it down, and she'll see about getting it. So if she doesn't have Tums, write it in the little b- notebook there. And I'll bet very soon there will be Tums in there just yeah. for you.
2: It's going to be a store that adapts to me and my problems.
1: Hey, you know, I, I told her that she needed to get those headbands that have the uh, mistletoe hanging at the end of the, the coil. So you always got mistletoe over your head. Apparently there's a, <laughs> there's a harassment thing about that, but I, I don't pay that any heed. You gotten busted? Define busted.
2: All right, I get you. I like where you're going with that. I track you.
1: I grok you.
2: But, uh, no, I don't have any felons or anything, but we're going to take a break. Okay, let's take a break. I'm going to go check that out. There we go. Hey, listen to 933 you're, on the dot. You're listening to Moran's Lone Star, folks, on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. It is Friday, the 30th, the last day of November, folks. <sighs> and uh, our partners are today are Bean Punk Coffee here in Montgomery County, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and... C3 creative content creations. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio with Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back.
3: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632.
2: We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star.
4: Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored
5: by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast. Create your first YouTube channel and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776.
6: Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids removed from their home because of abuse and neglect. And we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit casaspeaksforkids.com. That's casaspeaksforkids.com.
5: or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
7: Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger, and many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
0: three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio
6: world lone star community radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's fm 104.5 106.1 and on irlonestar.com start your own podcast create your first youtube channel and be on tv Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
5: From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research.
6: By utilizing a holistic,
5: multi-level approach, Extension family and community health programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
1: A little extended break there, but nothing to it. 941 on the dot on Friday, November 30th, 2018 AD. The last day of November, which means over this weekend, you can start in any culture, start playing Christmas music or holiday music or however you want to do it. Uh, I believe December 1st, that's when, um, like, sunny 99, other stations will start playing uh, Christmas tunes 24-7 for the whole month. My issue with that, I, I, I love stations that kind of dedicate the whole month to it, but they really need to expand their playlist. They play—they only have, like, 20, 30 songs. And, for instance, I love certain tunes like Baby's Cold Outside. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to say about misogynism with it. I like the song. Or Sarajevo's uh, Christmas Night," Christmas Eve or "Sarajevo City Limits, I think is what it was called. dun, 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 dun. dun. Uh, but hearing it 38 times a day, not so much. They need to, like, go back to medieval Christmas tunes, you know, to mix it in well, everything. You know, you know I do the
2: downtown Conroe Christmas music.
1: Then let's get this going. You eat, so,
2: now, are I, are you hearing what with, the Skippy's cooking? Yeah, when you walk around downtown, uh-huh. that was probably one of the hardest thing, is trying to pick what music is not the most annoying. Because you know there's that one person who works in that one office that's, like, right next to the speaker, <laughs> you know, and you know that one person's there. He's going like, oh, man, if I hear Frank Sinatra one more time. And then, because, uh, you know, it's an angry Southern man. That's the guy I'm imagining. But uh, I did try to combine it with different types of variations of Christmas, the same song. Mm-hmm. So, like, Let It Snow, four different cultures
1: singing it. I, I love that. That's fine. Uh, there, You know, I think Feliz Navidad is, like, one of the most Frequently recorded tunes in music history.
2: Yeah, it's probably the most annoying song.
1: Probably. Well, again, if you play it more than once every three hours, you're you're just being annoying. But uh. But yeah. Yeah. So what, uh when's that gonna be going down? When, when's this it's, They should be playing it now. Awesome. So I'm gonna wander downtown Conroe after we get off the year today and just. Or
2: actually, it. No, it might start the first, because of it being not December yet, right?
1: No? Nothing wrong with getting into the spirit a little bit early there. Yeah. Yeah, so I bought myself a Christmas present yesterday, a new car battery. Oh, yeah? How'd yeah. that go? Oh, it went great. Uh, I, you know, they're they are not a, uh, a sponsor or anything, but I want to give a shout-out to Interstate Batteries. Uh, yeah, on
2: there on four, on 75?
1: Uh, yeah, North Fraser Road, uh-huh. Um, great service, pleasant people, uh, a decent deal. You know, obviously, if I'd had a choice between not having to buy a battery and having to buy a battery, I would have chosen the former. But they didn't break my personal bank. But it's enough to where it's like, (laughs) Merry Christmas, Sean. You got yourself a battery. And I learned something. This is so odd. And I actually helped them out. Uh, I noticed that as I was trying to keep my battery charged up yesterday, my automatic window wouldn't work. You you, you know, you you push the button down and it clicks. And so it rolls down all, all, all by itself. Well, mine wasn't doing that. It would just roll down as long as I held the button down. So I thought I was having an electrical problem instead of a battery problem. So they tested the battery. They said, yes, definitely your battery You had a bad cell. And I said, listen, I got a I got a problem. Could it be tight in that that my window's not rolling down automatically? And the guy who was changing my battery said, you know, I, I drive a Toyota, and I've got the same problem. I think maybe it's just a design flaw. So I looked it up. I, you know, I had some time to kill while I'm waiting for them to change the battery. So I looked it up on my phone, and apparently – On many cars, including most Toyotas, when your battery dies, you have to replace your battery or or recharge it. The automatic window has a default where it won't work. You have to reset it. It's a safety issue, apparently. And so I found out, so if anyone's got a a car out there, then maybe you change your battery and your automatic window's not working anymore. Check this out. This is so cool because I did it there and it worked. So make sure the window's rolled up all the way push the button and make it come down all the way. And then once it's down, keep the button held down for about another five or 10 seconds and then bring it all the way back up. And when it gets all the way up, hold the button down for another five or 10 seconds and it resets to where you now use your automatic window. I had no idea about that. I love being the age I am and still being surprised by something that I never would have known. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, especially when it's one of those solutions that it's like a domino you fix one thing, and then the other thing gets fixed, or vice versa. You, you break one thing, and then another thing breaks.
1: Right. <clears throat> so this uh, car uh, DIY PSA has been brought to you by Skippy and Lone Star. <laughs> Mornings with Lone Star Radio. How you doing over there, Slick? Is he doing all right? Yeah. Okay, so, hey, good news. Carly's Mercantile did indeed have Tums. So Dick's being taken care of on that. So because of Carly and her foresightedness and her acute business acumen, Dick's uh, tummy issues are being fully taken care of. And Carly also had Mexican Coke, and I'm telling you, truly, few things can settle an upset stomach better than Mexican Coke. If you if you don't know what I'm talking yeah, about, on it's, ice. it's on ice. it's, oh, it's got to be right. No, it's got to be right. It's got to be a chilled. Right out of the bottle. The bottle's got to be chilled, but it's got to be right out of the bottle. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure most of you do, Mexican Coke is Coca-Cola, but it's bottled in Mexico. And it has what is closest to the original, what we grew up with formula, not with opium in it, but, you know, or cocaine. But what well, we grew up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s before they changed the, the formula to new Coke and then classic Coke, which is not the same. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder wonder
2: when the world went from, when I say organic ingredients, I don't mean like today's organic, I mean more just the normal things that people were using, and then they kept getting more complicated things, putting into it, to the point where now when you look at the ingredients of like a Coke, there's 20 different items in it.
1: Well, there were always 20 different items in a Coke, it's just the old items included cocaine.
2: Well, I mean, I don't think so, man. I think this, I think. (sighs) Today's today's soda has a lot more well, a lot of it's than what be it did have 20 years ago. A
1: lot of it's going to be preservatives.
2: Yeah, but I mean, because it, we
1: come up with more and more of them to make to extend the shelf life. I mean, I believe you. Yeah. But it is funny. I actually came across it's, It's. I guess it's taking it overboard. Um, and because later on, oh, I want to looks talk like about it. like it
2: only has seven or eight
1: ingredients. Well, some of it is, um, you know, the secret sauce. So there's this Chinese doctor that it not say
2: secret sauce on the bottle, man.
1: Yeah, that's only McDonald's. Don't you have to display
2: it? Don't you have to display only it? up
1: to certain percentages? So how's like
2: KFC do their 13 spices or whatever? How do they get away? They with... They say
1: spices. You don't give the. You, you don't know, have to give the you chemical know there's breakdown. That
2: one stickler in the FDA who's like, no, they have to say everything. Well, you've on, heard about like the nutrition list,
1: the the secret lists like the KFC. Recipe and the Coca Cola. Only like two people at a, in the world at a time know it, and they can't live like in the same hemisphere. And and, and that's not real. No, I'm I, check this out. This is one of the little known facts. Look at just Google KFC recipe. Um, that's not real. I'm sorry. It's it's right. sorry, it's, 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 right. it's not real. Okay. Uh, this uh, Google and prepare to be amazed. But I, I'll be able to tie this together. So yesterday I heard a headline about this Chinese doctor who's claiming now that they're trying to verify it, but that he actually. Created two genetically, uh, I don't want to say engineered babies, but you know genetically edited. He called them genetically edited. Yeah. To where it is impossible for them to contract the HIV virus. He was able to tinker around with the with the, the DNA, the genes, with the DNA. And so there's a lot of yore about that. Oh, designer babies now. And but you got to ask.
2: So that's the first thing they decided to prevent is HIV.
1: No, well, it was other things. But that was one of them. That's the big thing. Think about it. If you're able to ensure yeah, but, that your child never gets HIV or let's say never gets cancer. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm, the only reason I'm kind of
2: weirded out by that is mm-hmm. where would these babies potentially be born?
1: Well, right now in China.
2: So, <laughs> because it's a Chinese doctor. Well, what I'm saying, So it's it's probably a very wealthy test lab. So to do that, they're probably not going to be brought up into a world that, you know, HIV yeah, the odds scare. of them get
1: you know going out and sharing a needle or something or unprotected. Because I actually sex. saw
2: what, what freaked me out and I asked Holly this. I saw an ad we uh in between one of the shows we were watching, and it was about it wasn't preventing HIV, it was neutralizing the um
1: the effects of it.
2: The effects of it. Like so,
1: being
2: a carrier. yeah, I guess. So it was just kind of like I guess they just now finally, it was a weird it was one of those drug commercials. Mm-hmm. And I asked Holly, I was like because I know people have uh, other like S or STDs like herpes, I think herpes and things like that. I know that's like a common thing. But I was like, is HIV really common enough to where they make a commercial going like, now you can just go be free? And I'm like, thinking I'm, like, is there enough people with HIV that they could that justifies a commercial?
1: Unfortunately, yeah. Okay, because
2: yeah. I know I know it was a it was it's an issue, but I, cause I just didn't think if it was like a widespread like. Every ten people have it, or something like
1: that. No, no, not that. But even you know, you just or want carriers. to. right? But it's the the scientific way. I uh, don't want to say the American way, but you know, the science way. That if there is, you know, if you have smallpox, yeah, let's eradicate. Or you have polio, let's not contain it. Let's eradicate it. And I gotta say, like with polio, that that's when you let scientists do their thing, not being controlled by the government. This is one of the reasons I'm. Uh, I, I tend to lean Republican as far as government's concerned. because
2: Of a regulation? Yeah,
1: re- yeah. Because, uh, well, here's the thing. I, th- I think there's, yeah, take down the regulation because if the government were in charge of polio, yeah, we would have, America would have the world's most awesome iron lungs. There would not be a cure for it. It would be a containment thing. Yeah, if, if that makes sense. So when the gut, go- you know, the government will look at a problem, how how do we mitigate this problem? Well, let's build a bigger and better uh, iron long instead of leaving it to uh, the private sector to use their resources. I-, I got on this topic with the designer babies because I was in a grocery store the other day, and I swear to God I saw this. It was seedless grapes and yeah. then a big old stack you know sticker on it, non-gmo. And you know, and GNO, GMO means genetically modified or, uh, organism, which means we didn't jack with, the— but to get a seedless grape, somebody that has is to. genetically messing. So here's the thing: a do lot, a lot of people na- go do they overboard. They do it naturally, I guess. No, no, it's genetically yes, yeah, genetically modified. So it's almost like the gluten thing. Well, hold on celiac so so disease, what is what's classified
2: GMO then? Because I thought I always thought GMO meant like instead of me taking two flowers and pollinating them both and trying to create a hybrid. I thought GMO was more of like I'm a scientist, I'm literally splicing the and, seed yes. and injecting stuff. Making yes, it, I am. I am. It's not the natural way to GMO it.
1: Right, and GMO goes from anywhere from injecting saline into a turkey to make it plumper, yeah, to creating a seedless grape, to yeah, you know, then creating children who can't get HIV or whatever. So I mean, it's a big gamut. But I just love how ever since. Uh, gluten became a thing, how many number of people claim they have celiac disease. Now, I know a couple of people who do, and it's nothing to, to, you know, laugh at. But those who, it just became, what was the movie, Idiocracy, I think, where they're talking about they're watering the plants with Gatorade or something because it's got electrolytes. And Well, because electrolytes, which has absolutely nothing to do with plant growth, so it's killing off the crops. But people just believe it. Oh, it's got electrolytes, so it's got to be good. Same thing with, oh, it's got gluten, it's got to be bad. No. If, I think like 0.5% of the population's got celiac disease. Now, if you don't want gluten
2: or well, wheat, go reading, for well, it. Well, I was reading But don't the, say your gluten got, diet is very healthy for you.
1: Go, then, uh, so I'm saying I'm not making fun of going low gluten. It may actually help me. i actually, because I've gotten rid of a lot of wheat products in, in my particular diet with carbs, I'm feeling better. That could be a, a, a I've cut down my gluten thing, but I'm not going around saying, I've got celiac disease. And the people, oh, non-GMO, non-GMO. If you got seedless grapes, you know what? That's that's GMO. Not all GMO is bad.
2: Well, what I'm going to be interested in is the way our culture is going to evolve when we can synthetically make everything that we think is bad, like because we're eating animals or destroying the earth, we can synthetically make it all. So we're not destroying anything. I wonder if everyone's going to be okay. Or are we always going to have something polarizing in our lives?
1: I think the, I hate to use the phrase, but, you know, the 1%, the ultra rich, the ultra, you know, fringe. Because think about it, you may be able to have synthesized beef, let's say. But either someone incredibly rich will pay top dollar to have real meat or somebody incredibly poor can't afford it. So they're going to go out and shoot a cow anyway.
2: Well, because I I was watching X-Files episode and it was the genie episode. Oh, yeah. Where the, she rolled up in a carpet, mm-hmm. and every time they would make a wish, it would be exactly what they would say, and it would be literal.
1: Didn't they have the one where the guy said he wanted to be invisible, and so yeah. he, is and he gets hit by a car like four seconds later? Yeah. yeah.
2: And then uh, that's the same one. And he tried, like, for example, M- uh, Mulder, the character Mulder, tried, says peace on Earth, and everyone disappears but him. Mm-hmm. So he has peace on Earth. And, and, and that's... that Well, and then Scully's basically argument was maybe the whole point of our lives is to find out how to live it instead of making a wish. And hopefully it solves the one thing for everybody.
1: I agree. And that's why that, that, well, what would you wish topic? for? Well, but I mean, personally, the winning lottery ticket, you know, the, the sole winning lottery ticket on a mega million. Uh,
2: well, no, I liked was the genie was another person at one time. And she was born in the, she said in the 1500s in France, somewhere in France. And she's like, and Mulder's like, well, what did you wish for? She said some type of mule, and then a sack of turnips that always has turnips in it. And he's like, why well, would you? He's like, hey, it was 1500s. He never knew how bad famine was. I was <laughs> like, right. Well, I mean, like that made me think, you know, like today, commercialism is it's everywhere. But, you know, 10,000 years ago, it wasn't. So, I would mean, be what they would wish for, what I would wish for would be kind of completely different. Yeah, like, we wish for money. My
1: teeth. I want my teeth. But back. it's actually
2: not a bad idea to have like, oh, I want a box that always has fresh produce in it. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad wish at all.
1: Actually, my one wish would be to have... And I've thought about this. I'm a writer. It's what we do. We we dream up scenarios. Oh,
2: you want to wish her talent?
1: Yeah, there's that too. Booyah. It's that all man-made garbage and residue that we would define as trash. Are you talking about your books? (laughs) That would probably be the first thing. Disappears. I'm kidding. I love you, Dick. Uh, you know, gets thrown into the core of the sun or something, to where it gives mankind a chance to say, okay, now the air and the oceans and the land are clean, the landfills are gone. Now we can try to restart because that's, I think, the biggest problem you know, with I, progress. I, I, it's like we're so far down the I rabbit this, hole, uh, we can't get out of it.
2: In one of my, in a creative writing class, we were, I was doing a sci-fi deal, mm-hmm. and basically, what my whole premise of the of the book or the whole story was. Is we had the advanced technology, but it only fixed our simple, basic needs. And one of them was trash. And what I did, what I said, what they designed was waste management. It has the portal technology, and basically, what it is is you you have a, a window, and you push it, and it goes a portal to another earth, and everyone just throws their trash. So basically, if you're just sitting there on this other earth, you see little portals open up and just trash falling in, and that's it.
1: Well, there was a. Not far away from that, there was the TV show Fringe where you find out there's a parallel Earth, yeah. you know, an alternate universe, and that one our guy went over to their universe yeah. to, to basically kidnap his own son back because his son died, so he's like... Um, and as a result, the other Earth, not knowing what's going on, suddenly gets jacked up You know, environmentally. Big time vortexes are opening up and oxygen goes away and and, and all this stuff happens. So they don't know why, and then they realize... It's this other Earth, and they actually declare war on our Earth. To, and you can't blame them for Let's it. let
2: show one for it, man.
1: Well, you know, talking about the, the whole, you know, what if thing, that's why, you know, we have movies like Bedazzled or, or – Is that or, the one with the
2: devil? Yeah, you make okay. a deal with
1: the devil. And the first thing he says, I want to be rich and powerful. So, it, That's it, actually
2: what the genie's third wish in the X-Files, and she became a genie.
1: There you go. Well, this is you know, first thing I want to be rich and powerful. So Elizabeth Hurley turns Brendan Fraser into a drug lord, Colombian drug lord. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, and he's like, That's not what I meant. Oh, that's what you asked for. Okay, well, I wanna be I wanna be a president that's revered by everybody. Well, she makes him Abraham Lincoln the day night he gets killed. Y- you know, again be careful what you wish for, but even in serious uh yeah, but you culture could, you well, like the monkey's
2: a, paw. You can frame a wish to be a base like the the sack of turnips. To me, like there there can't be a consequence to that. That's so, like, you're getting shot in the head. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like, it's the easiest way to solve a community's issue. We always have turnips. So if we will never go hungry again, we'll just have to eat boring food for the rest of our lives. True,
1: but here's the thing. You have a genie who's got enough of a sense of humor or something, they're like, okay, and with that, all of a sudden, every human is suddenly allergic to turnips.
2: So you think the genie is on purpose doing these things?
1: I think, uh, I think someone who grants things for free has their own mandate.
2: Okay, so I didn't know that. I'm trying to figure out like the most
1: Well, have you ever heard of wish. The Monkey's Paw and I know this sounds funny, maybe not funny haha, but the reason why I refuse to carry my whole life have refused to carry life insurance on my children is that I don't want to benefit from their death because you know there's the tale of the Monkey's Paw where a guy has three wishes on the Monkey's Paw so he wishes for money and his child dies and it's the insurance money. You getting you know it's like be careful what you wish for. So there's always the, boy, if I have three wishes, there's rarely a happy ending. And it is a great cautionary tale that we can't just wish ourselves out of something. That's why I wouldn't mind, you know, if I had like the one wish, it truly would be just to have every bit of detritus, what we would define as garbage or pollution, gone. Because that way it'll come back eventually, but maybe with enough time that we're out of the rabbit hole, technology can say, okay, now we don't have to worry about this anymore anymore. Let's concentrate on, you know, as I I told you a long time ago, biodegradable plastic. If we became a plastic society where there's a a polymer that was biodegradable after 10 years, think about it It, because our phones could be made out of it, and so they're going to die in three years anyways. May as well just let them dissolve while they're at it. Or cars.
2: You know there will be that one guy who doesn't give it up, and it's
1: like, why is my phone falling apart? (laughs) Well, and that's the whole thing is there will always be people like that. Yeah.
2: Well, let's take our break. Let's okay. take top of the hour break. Yeah. You listen to Lone Star Community Radio on irlonestar.com. Brought to you by C3 Creative Content Creations, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Bean Punk Coffee. We'll be right back after these messages. I
4: Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
3: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632.
2: We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star.
6: Hey, Montgomery County and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Fives with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Fives with Soul, Miss Cece Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old school r and and of course a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy so tune in that's right tune in every friday and saturday right here on conrose 104.5 and 106.1 fm or worldwide at irlongstar.com
3: Lone star boxer rescue is a non-profit organization serving montgomery county and surrounding areas Dedicated to the health and well-being of the Boxer breed, Lenstra Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome Boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lenstra Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org.
0: Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
2: The All right, welcome back. Mornings, Lone Star, IR at Broadcasting from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe. I am enjoying our new studio here. You should come check it out. While you're here, you can check out Carly's Mercantile next door. They have pretty much... Everything you need, because that's the way Carly it works. And well, that, that's what a
1: mercantile shop is, which is great. You walk in going, oh my gosh, I need thumbtacks and uh, the jelly Donut and the wealth stock <laughs> mercantile shop,
2: man. <laughs> that's know. hilarious. But uh, I want to say a quick thank you to our partners of today's show. They help us continue the show on. We have C3 Creative Content Creations. If you have any creative needs, say writing a commercial, shooting a film, anything like that. Creative Content Creations is the place to go. Bean Punk Coffee in Montgomery and soon-to-be in Conroe. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, all your office cleaning needs in Montgomery County, check out Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. So, yeah, we're back. We're on Facebook Live. Just to remind folks, people are talking, they're having their own conversation, which is great. So we're going to kind of go with that. Um, yeah, I, I love we're taking We're going to give a, a shout-out to our buddy, our buddy Misty Dempsey over here. She wants to give a shout-out for tomorrow, December 1st at 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Huntsville, is a Christmas fair and Dickens Row. Yep. Uh, I have no idea what that means. Is Dickens always just now the label to make it look like a certain thing?
1: Well, or is Dick, it? yeah, because Charles Dickens did A Christmas Carol, so you know, so you everything's
2: going to look like a Christmas Carol. Yeah, yeah, people okay. dressing up. And in fact, our own
1: beloved Tina Lockhart is dressing up as Queen Victoria. She's going to be the character of Queen Victoria there.
2: I can totally see her doing that. Oh, you got to see her costume. Oh, oh beautiful! She, oh, I can see her doing this little thing. Uh-huh. Oh, wow!
1: Ah, so, so Dickens on the exciting. Strand got it started down at Galveston, but now there are other places. Yeah, I'm going to well, be there. I'm, I'm going to take some some footage and some pictures there tomorrow. It looks like a lot of fun. Okay,
2: so again, that's tomorrow in Huntsville, the Christmas Fair in Dickens Row, uh, from one or ten. To five at Huntsville. We're in Huntsville, do we know?
1: Well, I do know that the Old Town Theater. Huntsville is a
2: big big city.
1: Right. The Old Town Theater, I think, is going to be like ground zero, where you'll actually have Dickens on the square there. Square Square. Okay. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward. It sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, also starting tonight, it's Glitz, the Little Miss Christmas pageant musical. So it sounds <laughs> it sounds like Little Miss Sunshine or something, but a Christmas musical version of it. it sounds like a lot of fun that's happening at the Crichton theater right next door to us go to creighton for tickets and information that's being put on by stage right players i do believe so there we go off the air we've been carrying on the conversation about um you know gmos and and i was able to read i love taking a break because i can read the comments and so we I, we have listeners talking about and uh because you were telling me about this the other day they're coming up with this whiskey that for all intents and purposes is uh chemically or genetically identical to fifty year old aged whiskey or scotch or or whatever. So where you wouldn't be literally wouldn't be able to tell a difference. Is that kosher? Can can you sell that next to a bottle of real 50 year old aged whiskey and say, yeah, it's or you say I don't it's simulated. Know. I mean
2: like well again, that's another world that when I meet people who have the ability to differentiate types of whiskeys and talk about, kind of like the wine people. Mm-hmm. Where do they call? There's actually a label for them. Like they go to classes and they're called something.
1: Uh, I believe it's pronounced Enist,
2: O-E-N-I-S-T-S. And it's like, it's a classification.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And those folks go so deep into it, but they're not the consumer, I imagine. Like right, Yeah. Not...
1: yes. Yeah. You have sommeliers, so, which are like kind of wine expert servers, but then Enists are people who are just into wine and, and the breakdown of it.
2: Uh, but I mean, I would say, I would say from a commercial standpoint, I think it's fine because I mean, if you're going to buy Kentucky deluxe, I don't know if anyone's ever had that, but I think it's basically vodka that's colored to that look like whiskey and they add something to it to make it a little harsher. So I don't even think it's real whiskey and people do that and they, they advertise it as like a bourbon. But
1: I think the, as long as it's the truth in advertising, cause we have almond milk, which has more chemicals in it than anything else in the universe. Yeah. Which is funny. So they're being told you can't call it milk because it's not milk. You can't get milk from an al- almond. So. You never seen the almond farms? <laughs> yeah. I should be the guy having to, to milk those little bitty almonds. But
2: I I mean, I, I think what it, what it comes down to, too, is there is some disingenuous representation with that. Mm-hmm. And especially when they're trying to say they're advertising as a milk replacement. Because they're not really. If they to... say
1: your alternative to milk, I'd be all all about that, you know. But you don't call it milk. Don't call it aged whiskey if it's not aged. It says tastes just like aged whiskey. Yeah, uh, it sounds funny, but in, in the Star Trek universe, uh, there's the especially in the books, they have this invention, and this really resonates with me because this is what like America would do, as an answer to a problem, is they have what's called synthahol. and so it's booze, you know, whiskey, rum, vodka, whatever. That you drink, you get drunk off of, but you can instantly shake off the the effects. It's genetically altered to where, up, oh, I gotta work now. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm ready to go. I'm sober. And, and that's
2: real sci-fi, though. I don't think that's really. How I'm telling it, you, it could work.
1: It, it's a great way to show. I can show see, I can in see
2: this, it being. You're, you're drunk, but then you have to take something to counteract it, and then that's what neutralizes. And that's kind
1: of my point. Instead of you know, Not in America, shaking,
4: shaking it In off.
1: modern America, here's the thing. We have the problems. You know, people are there going, oh, God, I I, I got to go to work on Monday, but I don't want to be hungover or still drunk. So they will invent synthahol instead of saying, how about I just don't drink so much on a Sunday night? You know, and I, going back to the whole, if the if American government was in charge of well, you know, that's polio, like, that's kind of a joke.
2: You can always look up the hangover cure, and it's like, oh, three eggs, unbeaten. Three eggs,
1: beer, beer uh, yeah. and Tabasco sauce, yeah, some, yeah, cayenne pepper. But... So, we look for the answer to the problem to mitigate the problem instead of saying, How about we just get rid of the problem? Let's get rid of polio. Let's not build the world's best iron lung. Let's, you see what I'm talking about? Well, the whiskey thing to to comment on that, though,
2: is there's definitely different tastes, and then especially in the price. I think the most expensive whiskey, I had one, I had a Pappy Van Winkle, and I think that was probably, I think that might have been the most expensive. It was like $100 a shot at this place and it was, okay
1: someone that if i bought that there better be it better be served me by a stripper and that's all i'm saying i'm paying 100 bucks for anything
2: and it was like it, it, it was it tasted wonderful but i can't imagine paying 100 dollars for that so that's what kind of takes me away from that world but now if we can synthesize that taste and it's only 20 bucks i wonder how many more people were getting drunk because they have good tasting alcohol because that's kind of the joke with Bud Light and Coors Light, where they, they people say that Americans are, their taste buds are neutral, or neutralized because they drink that piss beer. But I
1: like that. I mean, it's, it's like, right. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm reading some of the comments here too. First off, we got to send our love out to Clint and Dennis because yeah. you, you know we, we we shout out to anyone who tunes into us. Uh, Carly's listening today, so love you, dear. Uh, we love Misty, Clint, Dennis, everybody else listening in today. So, uh. uh yeah. Oh, here's the thing. I refuse to buy American cheese because it's not cheese. And but underneath it, they say pasteurized product or or, or whatever. You know. So basically, they mix. I wonder up, if milk, they, they have
2: it. one of those how how it's made shows about craft cheese. Uh, craft
1: what is, is it? Adam ruins everything? everything. I've actually watched some episodes, and it's fascinating. And one thing I love about that show is they've actually come have up with. Have you ever seen how it's made?
2: you ever seen that show? It's called mm. How It's Made. No,
1: I have I had, I had the book a long time ago. Uh, it was a big, thick I think it was on Discovery Channel, book.
2: but it's like almost zero dialogue, and it just shows you how things are made, like the machine process.
1: I can't believe you've really never seen that. It's really neat. They yeah, do, I'm surprised I did. They'll show
2: you how like mattresses are made or like doors mm-hmm. or something like that. I love
1: stuff like that. And one thing I love about Adam Ex- Ruins Everything is they've actually come up with some episodes where they said we – Messed up. We had bad research here and something. And so they'll they'll own up to they'll they'll say something in an episode and they'll find out it was wrong. Well they'll they'll own up to it. Uh, so yeah, I love those things, finding out where it is. Sorry, I'm reading the making don't, sure. Don't get distracted by the comments, guess, man. Yeah, uh, I can't help it. So but
2: yeah. But I, I think you're you're thinking about the synthesizing the whiskey and things like that. I think mm-hmm. it'd be fine. I think there's a, definitely a market for it. I don't I think the actual whiskey makers who are old school They'll probably be afraid of it, but they have that age deal. And that's what people pay for. They, that's where they pay the extra four
4: thousand dollars. You can dollars. live in
1: harmony. I agree. But that's the thing. There's gonna be the the non-GMOers, as it were, you know, the people who are like just the concept of genetically or chemically messing with something or changing it to do it. they will be even if it's a better thing for life. Let's let, let's say, what if we could uh, what was the TV show True Blood where they synthesize blood so the vampires come out? What if we could synthesize a petroleum product, you know, gasoline or diesel or whatever, that is genetically uh, modified that it doesn't pollute or that you don't have to go drilling for it. You know, you can create it in the lab. Do the non-GMOers have the same voice to say, well, we can't do that. We must continue to keep drilling. You see, there's got to be an ability to live in harmony to, to say, okay, some GMOs, maybe not bad. Seedless grapes, I like the fact. I don't like chewing on a grape. I don't like, you you, you know, chewing on a seed, biting down on a seed.
2: Well, that's what creeps me out about the seedless uh, cherries. You got to have the pit, man. Yeah, but like— That's the
1: whole point. You know, it's like a Tootsie Pop. You got to bite down and work around with, you know, with your tongue.
2: Well, you know there's that guy, uh, Norman— Rockwell. No. Bates. It's Norman like— Is that you? It's like Norman— Bertelhawk. I can't pronounce his last name. Bertelhawk. But it's this guy who basically modified wheat.
1: Oh, the dwarf wheat.
2: Yeah. And uh-huh. basically the yield is twice. Okay. That's a GMO. And it saved I Africa. I remember reading about him and how he saved a whole nation. Yeah.
1: He pretty much saved Africa from yeah. total starvation.
2: That's the GMO people. But people were upset with him thinking he was the devil. No
1: GMOs. I remember that. Mm-hmm.
2: Reading about that. People, people literally thought he was the devil. To, yeah. I remember he that. He put the devil in the wheat.
1: Yes, you're you're going against God's will. You're you're messing with. If God wanted dwarf wheat, there would have been dwarf. But that wheat. was an
2: interesting story. What him? was the
1: thing? If God wanted me to be able to see clearly, he wouldn't, you know, give me the ability to wear glasses. I hope that
2: guy won a Nobel Prize. I think he did. How does a Nobel Prize even work? Oh well, there you go. It, How long has it been political?
1: Oh, it's, it's been political for a while. Every now and then, it's come up into sharp relief. Um, which is, have you been nominated for? I have not, not yeah. to my knowledge. But I do know and. It doesn't matter who the president was, but I know there was a lot of eyebrows raised when President Obama, I think, eight months. Yeah, I remember his term, that was really that. weird. And it recently came out that now, the Secretary General of the Nobel Committee at that time, you know, who was there at the time, who has since retired, said, "We gave it to him with the assumption he was going to do it, and Look, it never
2: happened." Is that is that an award? One of those awards, kind of like the Oscars, where everyone votes on it from an internal thing, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really have like an a, an outside perspective. It's more of like, hey, this guy, he's changing the way things are being made politically over in America. Let's just – I'll nominate him because it needs to be nominated. Isn't yeah, it? just it's boxes.
1: Oscars versus People's Choice Awards. Okay. If that makes sense. People's Because you, know, you get you money get...
2: for it though, right?
1: Oh, like yeah. If I, a, a I get Nobel. a cool
2: piece of metal and then I get a – You get
1: an award and you get a, a huge stipend. I can't remember what it is. If you just look it up and say, what do you get when you win a Nobel nice. Prize? But yeah, so the economists, you know, you got the uh, economics committee. They they work on the Nobel Prize for economics. You get literature. You get peace. Uh, But no, with them actually saying the Secretary General saying, yeah, it was political to give President Obama a Nobel Prize with the assumption
2: today, though. Yeah, even in like office politics, like there's there's, it's almost like you have to have a strategy every day, and you have to work on it when you're dealing with people. Like manipulation is becoming part of our society. Mm
1: Well, think about it. Right now, the U.S. economy. Yeah,
2: I know. When I blink three times, you have to go to the restroom.
1: (laughs) Uh, Dick, can we take a break? I got, I got to go potty, man. But here's the thing. Holly's
2: done that to me. She's, she's hypnotized me. I believe it. Every time I see her, I'm just stunned with her beauty,
1: and I'm like, (sighs) "What are you doing? I'm feeling the love." So, but think about it. If the Nobel Committee, do you think they will ever give? Because the the U.S. economy, in many ways, is way better than what was is three years ago at this time, right? I have no idea. People, I, Whatever the papers say. Okay.
6: I don't know. Unemployment I do I believe histori- that? I don't believe that. What I'm saying know. is
1: that at this moment in time, unemployment across the board, is at historic lows? Well, the real question,
2: is the rich getting richer?
1: That's the point of being rich.
2: Yeah, so then we're doing all right.
1: Mm-hmm. But are the poor getting poorer? I think that's the question.
2: I mean, no one really knows, do they?
1: No, because the economy is up and more people are – they're actually – industries going, we need people to work in these jobs. Come on. Um, oh, I, I did like I did so like that the Nobel- GM
2: thing that Trump did. That to me, oh yeah, spanked them was, hard. Well, it's just funny to me that he has that platform. That Twitter platform is one of the most mm-hmm. polarizing things today because he's like the one person everyone wants to hate, and Twitter's like the one social media company that seems to be proactive about creating a, a positive atmosphere on their user base, and they let this guy on. That's what I that's what I like. You think he would be like the first person to get next, right? And but no, because that would be way too bad for their their stocks.
1: Oh, yeah. And
2: But no, when he said that about GM. I was thinking to myself, like, can you imagine being a CEO and the President of the United States is on a social media platform calling you out, and then he's calling you out on something that most Americans can kind of get behind? Because everyone remembers the bailout. Because mm-hmm. I remember it because it didn't make any sense. And I remember the, the Ford advertisement saying, Ford said we didn't take any money. Yeah. And I remember, like, is that really that big of a deal? But then it's just like when you call them out and give, and you give that position of you're leaving this country and we gave you money, everyone – that's almost like pitchfork and torches kind of, like, moment. Like, you need someone needs to do something about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, where you have a business-related president, and, again, I don't care who's Democrat, who's Republican, but the economy is better than what it was. Do you think in a million years the Nobel Committee is ever going to give uh, Trump well, Trump, the prize in I economics.
2: I wouldn't give him single-handedly the reason it's
1: happening. Yeah, well, they gave Obama single-handedly a, a peace prize for well, yeah. a peace that never well, happened. We're not we're not trying to do
2: quote pro, pro No, care, what, I, what I'm saying but, is
1: I'm pointing out that it is political that because Trump is an unpopular president for many reasons, rightfully so. I'm the first to admit that the guy. Well, didn't
2: we already kind of talk about how I don't I don't think you liked the way I worded it? It was basically the rebels are the ones who change things. Yeah, like in culture, and society, people who are anti, everyone hates, they're the ones that actually do long-term change, be- either for the worse or for the better. Mm-hmm. But they're the only ones that really do Yeah, the, do the
1: greatest changes tend to be those who uh, find a situation intolerable and work to change it, whether it's fighting poverty, uh, fighting pollution, fighting a tyrannical government. Uh, of course, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, Nobel Committee is, is political in the sense that they will never in a million years give the current president an economic, economics prize, or let's say, I, I say moving the capital, uh, Israeli capital to Jerusalem, was huge in the East conflict. Let's say, what if in this administration some major miracle well, he, happens he and you an example there's peace of peace in the Middle East? The yeah. president still won't be given the, the peace prize for it. Well, no. Why because would, he's unpopular. Oh,
2: well,
1: yeah. Enough people will go, we don't like him.
2: Well, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much about that stuff.
1: I'm not worried I mean, about it. I, I take the All-Nobels
2: with I mean, I th- a grain of I salt. Think, I think at the end of the day, if, you're, if you, your personal life is doing all right, then you don't have to thank one person for it. You can kind of just take advantage of the current atmosphere and continue improving your life. And especially if you have children, it's a great opportunity to improve their lives for their futures too. Absolutely. So I wouldn't worry too much about who to thank or whatnot because, I mean, besides that Norman guy, I mean, that guy literally did say, like, at the, he, he came okay, up. Okay, you he,
1: say this now. But one day you're gonna get an award for something, and this happened to me a couple of years ago when I got a money award. Yeah, I went up there and I wanted to thank some people, and my brain just started shutting off because it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna forget the one person. I'm gonna forget no, one person.
2: I already have my. If I ever get an yeah. award, I'm sending up a Native American <laughs> up there. But she wasn't and the one that
1: Marlon Brando set up. Yeah, you just gotta create the controversy. She wasn't. That I loved that.
2: But uh, <laughs> no, I mean I think it's just one of those things that you just keep going. And like how Dennis likes how I say, it, like who cares, you know? But I, I did <laughs> like I did like that tweet though because that is something that needs to be kind of looked at because of a country making decisions that affect, you know, long term financials. And then it's just like this this company's getting called out. I like that. I really do like that. Even whoever does it, I just like being. I like people calling out people on something that seems logical to I mean, we. I think our listeners would agree with that, like the logic behind calling out GM. That's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense.
1: You should. And here's the thing. If the previous president had done it, like, oh, I, I'm it would have been... Honestly,
2: I'm kind of surprised when we you give a loan out, you didn't have a restriction on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Saying, like, you have well, to do... But the bailout was. just: We're going to give you... We're too big to fail. Fine. AIG, GM, everybody. Just take it and run and, and turn it around. And the first thing they did is give themselves some huge honking bonuses. Yeah, there's a lot of corruption in capitalism. There's a lot of corruption in, in communism and socialism, too. There's corruption, period, on the subject. Doesn't mean that... Capitalism is necessarily bad, but there needs to be enough regulation or, and I know I sound like I'm straddling the fence here. I'm not a fan of overregulation, industry regulation on what people can come up with within their own workings. But if you give them money, you should be able to say this money goes for everyone's salaries, but yours. This money goes for research only. If you're going to get this money, this is all, all what it's good for because that works with any loan. If I get a car loan, I can't take the money they give me for the car loan and go buy myself a, you know, so Cruz just got to be for the purpose for which the money was assigned, and that's where that that fell down and broke apart.
2: Yeah, and then, I mean, again, of course, they're going to be researching and looking into it, and he's like, oh, we're going to pull your subsidies and things like that, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I don't know you can individually do that. I figure they just set up a subsidy and anyone applies for, I guess, qualifies, so they're just not going to qualify. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that – I just know their stock went down, and I know if I was that lady – I would be like, oh, hey, maybe we need to do something from PR
1: stuff. So it's kind of like Papa John's, right? Well, the market always, eventually, if you allow it, will correct itself. Yeah, always. I mean, look if at look at
2: your buddy Elon Musk smoking your dope, right? It went down six points, came back nine.
1: Mm-hmm. And Nike, going on the other side so. of it, Nike tanked for about three days, and I hated it when the president said, ah, see, they're going down, because I knew after a week. Well, actually, the, the whole campaign is it over? Yeah, it beca- it's much to do about nothing. Ever. Both sides are.
5: Oh my gosh, we're we'll calling Kaepernick.
2: What you, you should know, do is you do. should make it with Donald Trump because he's a he's a rebel, <laughs> <laughs> right? I cannot. What was wait. the cam- what was the campaign for again? It was like Dare to Do or something
1: like that. Uh, oh Lord, I can't. I've, I blocked it because it was just dumb. Sorry. Of all the people they could have chosen, uh, and they did. They for that very that's why they did it.
2: I did. I did see a lot of joke. Commercials coming from it, and it was pretty funny. I think they were doing like Mussolini. Oh, they and did Mussolini. Like yeah,
1: they did the Swedish Chef. But Set. I cannot wait for President Trump to be back in the private sector. You know, post presidency, there'd be no stopping him. Well, I know. I think he won't be restrained no, by what's going to
2: happen. My theory. We're gonna take a break. My my theory is, if Twitter goes away, his voice gets cut in half. His like. If, I,
1: I mean, Until he found a new platform, he he, he created right.
2: Trumper, but nothing. I mean, it won't be the same. True. When you, you take away the magic, and, and
1: that's why Twitter. They, every day they go, oh, we hate the president, but yet you know, they're doing just fine. They they know the same thing with late night comedy that they were riding on the anti administration stuff and. Well, well, like well, at the, well, we talked
4: about that there's yeah. money. To be,
2: there's money to be made by hating Donald Trump. Like <laughs> the, I guarantee you, like there's a manager out there. He's like, hey, I'll give you a book deal, I'll give you I can get you on all the news stations, and it's gonna take you about four months.
1: But is the and fatigue th- setting in? It's been two solid years of No
2: day. people eat this stuff up. Well man. true,
1: but you have Look at the
2: demographics who are eating it up. Well, now the younger the now shows, the younger people are really into it true. because I, I mean, de- actually there's more money to be made. You just don't see it mainly because everyone looks at it from a different on a different source. Well I'm looking
1: at it from like ratings and sales. You know, you got like Murphy Brown
2: well, that's, a, that's that down. demographic. I'm talking about, like, if you can't make money there, you're going to be making money somewhere else mm-hmm. doing the same thing. You have
1: to adapt. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. We'll be back. Morning's a Lone Star. Everybody's working for the
3: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632.
2: We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star.
4: Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
3: Don't miss Lone Star Community Radio on TV and YouTube. Our talk show and music shows are featured on Our City TV, Suddenlink Channel 12, and have their own YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to keep up with posted shows and comment on them below the video.
6: Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living mobile cooking school is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class.
0: Broadcasting 24/7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas.
7: Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, healthcare education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan?
4: Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Marty Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture.
0: A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-647. Three seven seven six. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio.
7: Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
2: All right, welcome back to Moyes Lone Star. It is 10:32 here. And IRLoncer.com broadcasting live from the downtown Conroe studios, folks. Having a good time with my good buddy Skippy over here. Hello. And it is Friday. It is the last day of the month. So make sure to take care of all those bills and all those things you got to do. There's only 30 days in November and then December starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, or wait, what
1: kind of events do we have?
2: We have Glitz, well, yeah. We have Glitz
1: starting tonight over uh, next door. Is that, like, the is that a normal
2: run theater from, from Stage right, where it's going to be like three weeks?
1: I think so, yeah.
2: Okay, I never heard of Glitz, so I
1: don't. It, it sounds eat, funny. It's how a how many plays do you know uh, offhand?
2: Do you think you know? I mean,
1: there's like all, if I sat down with a pencil and paper, how many, and wrote
2: down, how many professionally done on stage plays are there? Are there like 300?
1: Or do you, oh, think, no. you think there's thousands thousands
2: thousands thousands okay that's a lot mm-hmm. okay because I've never heard of glitz but i I'm not also involved
1: I think about it, there are easily as many plays as there are movies and remember plays have been around a lot longer than um movies have and that's that's where it came from so think of there are thousands yeah. of movies out there so there must be thousands uh, of plays, you know, now you add in TV that could do it because you have one story being told over you know forty week, you know forty different episodes or twenty five episodes a, a season. That that'll that'll check that. But no, we do have isn't glitz. That, isn't that that joke about the Simpsons?
2: Like Simpsons already did it?
1: Oh, you mean like if there's a plot,
2: they, they already did it.
1: Probably. Well, the show's been going what for like twenty five. Yeah. Start off as a, on the Tracy Ullman show for crying out loud, as little shorts. And the first episode, it was a Christmas episode. And I remember watching it when it first came out. And then, was like, yes, we're going to turn it into a TV series. Because uh, Matt Gronig originally did Life is Hell. It was a comic series, like a single panel comic series. And that's where it came from. But yes, we got Glitz going on. We got Christmas in the Historic Montgomery ha- happening on uh, December the 8th. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, but we do have uh, Willis. Christmas parade and Dickens on the square there, right near the theater, well, that's Old Town be Theater. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. So I'm gonna do you have that a out Dickens
2: outfit? Like in your, do you have like a wardrobe at your
1: house? I do. I, I lost
2: many yeah, things. I know. Uh, sorry, to bring but
1: up. <laughs> thanks for rubbing salt in that open wound. Uh, I don't have a full Dickens outfit, but I could get one together. I, I have enough friends in theaters. It's like I need an ascot here, I need a top hat there. Um, but like last night, um, for the show that I'm in. I, was, I had enough stuff that I was able to bring to the director and show. I've got the smoking jacket for this scene, and I'm you know, it's a red velvet smoking jacket that I happen to have.
2: Why don't you just wear that every day? I should. I should. We should class up this morning, show. All right? I
1: will do that. I will, I'll wear a monocle. Wear, you, wear, <laughs> you wear your monocle. I'll wear my red velvet smoking jacket, and we'll class up this joint here. Um, so, yeah, we've got some other things happening. Uh, check this out. Uh, Montgomery County Precinct 2 Constable Gene DeForest is upping the patrols of, of his men and women on his force uh, to curtail the rash of porch thievery going on. Yeah,
2: so uh, we have one. We have a you porch do? thief. Oh, we no. have a porch thief. Is, and, have you lost stuff? Well, I've noticed it's only the things that— I, I don't know why they do this when you order things. They put what's in the box on the box. So if you're ordering things in bulk, like say it's toilet paper. Like we order toilet paper— in bulk, cause you know I'm I'm like that. I like to have you know just in case. Just in case. But they, if you order it from anywhere, they put it all over the box. It's like, oh, it's this brand, this cow mini, and I'm like, why don't they just not put that there in like normal Amazon boxes? Cause, I, cause you know some people just when they see that they're more inclined to take it because they know what it is instead mm-hmm. of like, oh, let's just see what it is.
1: just get some of those exploding die packs that the banks use. And put it on a box in your front porch and say, you know, jewelry inside. Well, what's funny what is one of my
2: buddies recommended uh, to get a ring, uh doorbell. Where, oh,
1: those video doorbells?
2: Yeah, so basically it's like a doorbell, but it has a camera on it, and you ha- it has several neat features because you showed it to me. so You was, can
1: talk through it. Yeah, you?
2: so one feature is uh, how I used it at his place was he wasn't there. So when I got there, I rang the doorbell. He gets like a text message saying someone's ringing your doorbell. He opens it up, and it's me, and he can unlock the door. So he knows it's me, but then he got it because of the porch thief stuff, and he and he goes, he goes. What's funny about this is I thought it'd be really great to have, but then when we saw these people climb our backyard, into our backyard and walk around our backyard, because you can see it, like you see that they kind of like they take the package, but then you see them go around the fence, and he's like, I don't think I like the idea of people in my backyard. It's one of those, you know, if not seen, it's okay, it doesn't exist kind of thing mm-hmm. and he's like that freaked me out because like these people were just walking around our backyard trying to get into our house so uh yeah i don't know i don't know really, i kind of want to get one just to prove you know that someone's someone stealing our packages but then it's like "Ooh, it's actually our neighbor how do you uh go next door and be like hey just let so you know dude if my neighbor was stealing my, my stuff, neighbor. believe me
1: there would be the well i thought i was friends finished. with my neighbors man I'm friends i know with my neighbors. right so yeah, so Gene DeForest, thank you for that. I'm surprised. That I'm sure. Well, I'm sure more of the other constables will hop on board this bandwagon. But yeah, uh, if you're in precinct two, know that Gene DeForest, constable for uh, that area, is upping the patrols for that very purpose. Well, it's kind of like the solutions
2: these companies are trying to take to prevent those. Like the the strangest one I saw, I think it was Amazon.
1: Oh, we can come inside your house and drop it inside it's your front a, door.
2: No, they do. No, the first step what they did. I don't know if you knew this, but like 10 years ago, because in New York it was an issue because a lack of space where to put it. Mm-hmm. And so what they offered was uh, your car. So new cars have the ability where basically yeah, remotely- Amazon would be there. Amazon's like, hey, I'm here. Can you unlock your car? And then it's like they send a text message and you click yes, and the, the trunk will open. And then, like, they put the package in there. And it would like-
1: limit the ability, you know, it's hard to fit a bulk toilet paper in your trunk, and you don't want it to throw in the back seat because someone can easily just, you know, tire iron your car window and... Same well, problem. it's just
2: one of those things. It's like you're trying to solve the issue, and that the house thing – I mean, how many packages are you ordering enough to need someone to go in your house and put it in? Well,
1: it doesn't need to necessarily how, be
2: bulk. Well, To give you an idea of the mentality of it, my parents are still in the idea that they need to wait for it. So they do like, for example, I want to go help my dad, and I was like, "So can we?" He's helping me move my smoker over to the house, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, we have to stay here until three o'clock." And I'm like, "Why do I have to stay here until three o'clock?" And he's like, "Oh, we're waiting on a package."
1: Well, no. And like,
2: and they're and I, they're like they're legit. Every single time they order something, somebody's on call waiting for the package. Like, oh, we should get a package today. I'm mean, kind of like still-
1: that, although it's nice. My Alexa, I have an Echo, and so whenever I order anything for Amazon, it tells me. My Alexa will say, your delivery, your, your your thing has just now been delivered. And I walk out the door, and the truck's driving away. And and that's handy because it also can, you know, yeah. it'll announce it on your phone. So if you're not there, you'll know it's there. And then just tie it into your ring and make sure they actually dropped off the package.
2: I mean, I, I think it, there's, there's but I don't want to spend money, man. That's the craziest thing. Hey, Misty, too, she, she said get a deer camera. I did for our backyard because we had the raccoons. I told you about that. I know I told you about that. Mm-hmm. About the ceremonies they keep leaving with the chicken bones. I thought there was some ritual going on in our backyard. Yeah, it was it was raccoons. And then uh, I, I kind of thought about getting a gun, like a BB gun or something, Aww. and wasting my Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, Dennis, drones do really exist, and deliveries do exist. So that I, I have seen that uh, before. Has,
1: I've, here, I, I'm with Dennis. I hear it all the time, but I've never seen it. A-
2: it's in certain parts of the country. Okay. Because the only thing I've ever seen it is when it comes down to remote areas. And then basically what, what they do is they have the main road, like the county road, and then they go and they park at a certain spot and they do the drone and it goes to the
1: house. Okay. Cool.
2: But it's for very expensive things. Right. So it's not like, oh, my toilet paper. <laughs> so.
1: I just... I- I, now, I want to steal your toilet paper off your front porch just because I can.
2: Whatever happened to dumbwaiters? They smartened up. But, like, no one really puts those in their houses. I can see that being a viable, a valid option for your house at the front door. Like, you have a dumbwaiter, you put your packages in there.
6: Oh. But oh, I oh. guess aesthetically,
2: it won't look nice, and your homeowners association will be like, what the heck?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll adapt accordingly. I'm sure houses, new houses, will have a, you know, like, next to the front door, like a little airlock thing where on the outside you, you put it in and secure it and then you can only open it from the inside to retrieve it yeah they'll have stuff like that we we're humans we adapt amazingly
2: yeah and missy yes we, we you can shoot at raccoons or drones i think that's what we're talking about it doesn't matter
1: uh, we can shoot at drones that look like raccoons we can look at a shoot at drones that are being piloted by raccoons that would be awesome that'd be that'd be surreal all right so don't forget that we do have uh, up in Willis tomorrow morning, starting at ten. See Tina Lockhart up there, dressed up as Queen yeah. Victoria. I'm just so looking forward to that, and a lot of other people. We have the Old Town Theater; uh, the, the group there is, is doing some stuff. They got a they got a show coming up. They got Christmas Carol happening too. They're about to go into Tech Week for that. You want to see that? I love Christmas Carol. I think it's a new adaptation done for this theater. So well done on them. Uh, we do have Glitz starting at the Crichton next door. Yeah.
2: Yeah. A lot of stuff going on. We're going to take our last break. Okay. morin's Lone Star. Thanks for tuning in. We're on Facebook Live. So uh, hit us up, and we'll talk about shooting down drones or something. What, <laughs> what was your choice of weapon, Misty, if you had to shoot down a drone? Slingshot. Uh, no, I would totally get that Rambo like explosive arrow.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Totally, because, you know, if you miss,
1: it's going to blow, blow. Up somewhere. <laughs> Poor a- Bob sitting at home. There, it's another boring day. I'll take I'll take dogma for 300 Boom.
2: Oh man. You're listening to Mornings Lone Star Irelandstar.com. We'll be right back folks.
0: You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCCZ LP Conroe
4: 7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
3: Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936 266 Seven six three
2: two. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star.
0: Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture. Learning about how food is grown and produced and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
3: Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1 and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at
6: 936-647-3776. Hey, Montgomery County E and online listeners. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Fives Wit Soul what you haven't done so yet well you've got to tune in hi i am the host of jazzy buys with so miss cc holmes and i invite you to check us out every friday and saturday from 7 until 9 p.m where you will get the best in old school r&b and of course a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy so tune in that's right tune in Every Friday and Saturday, right here on Conroads 104.5 and 106.1 FM. or worldwide at irlongstar.com.
3: Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information.
2: All right, welcome back, Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com, Conrad's FM 104.5, 106.1. Broadcasting from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Today's show is partnered with C3 Creative Content Creations, Bean Punk Coffee, in Montgomery and Conroe, and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All your office cleaning needs, Clean Sweep, Office Cleaning. Well, we're we'll gonna be wrapping up today's show. We had a good time, talked a little bit about a little everything. And uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in and uh, being part of the show on Facebook Live.
1: Yeah, great conversation. I, l- I love the interaction we have with our listeners. We love you. Yeah. So I, oh, I do need to clarify something because I, I merged two things in my head. So this weekend, there's the uh, Dickens on the Square and, and the holiday party happening in Huntsville. And I was saying Willis because also in Willis, we have the Christmas parade going on at the same time. Uh, so you have two events going up on the north side of town. Uh, north part of the county so definitely hit huntsville uh for, to see T- uh, uh, tina and company doing doing their shredding their stuff their dickens style stuff but also if, you know if you're passing through hit willis and check out their christmas parade and christmas festivities going on so apologies for merging those two in my head on that
2: it's okay i've i forgive you i'm sorry but uh, yeah. So we got about five more minutes left. Is there anything else you want to cover up? Or we got a couple of. We things. also got to talk about next week. We yeah. have two shows next week, Monday and Friday. That's so right. So we will be live. And if you want to be a guest, just reach out to us via Facebook or Twitter or whatever. 936-647-3776.
1: <laughs> or Dick's private cell phone number at area code
2: nine one nine no. one.
1: Area
2: code nine one one. My is the Hey Alexa, dial nine. That's <laughs> people are like it's on the phone. Yeah. Did you know that?
1: I have a lot of fun with my Alexa. I'm finding more and more things for her yeah. to do. I well, play Jeopardy every well, day. Well,
2: I, I walked in on my nephew over Thanksgiving, and he was telling Alexa to set alarms at 3 a.m. <laughs> so I don't know what joke he was playing, who he's playing it on, but I was like, "Hey,
1: what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, nothing." I, I wish they would have, because I've tried this. I wanted to mess with my wife, so I was like, "Hey, Alexa, at three o'clock in the morning, meow like a cat, or you know, moon like a ghost." And it wouldn't do it. But so I was denied. But Okay, so HuffPost, which is the online version of the Huffington Post, uh, has come out with an article, and they're serious about this, that Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, you know, the the the, the stop motion yeah. one that's been a classic, uh, needs to go. There is a, quote, substantial problem with it because it features sexism, bigotry, what? and homophobia. What, what group is yelling at this, at the, at the clouds again? HuffPost, the Huffington Post. This is one of their reporters said that there's a substantial problem. They really
2: that. do like those clicks.
1: That Santa's workshop, you know, needed diversity and inclusivity training. That Rudolph's father was abusive for forcing Rudolph to wear a fake nose. Fake nose! not It's not fake news. It's fake nose. And, um, yeah, the, that uh, there's bigotry. Bullying is featured. That it, it demeans uh, someone who's the... Subject of uh isn't the whole point of the story is it, even if you're
2: different, you'll still have that's
1: the whole point. But they're saying, Oh no, the bullies only accept him when he can give them something back. So basically, we're teaching people that they're being bullied that they have to sell their bodies to, to get yeah. Are you thinking
2: recognized. are people that
1: crazy? Yes, absolutely. Man, I, love
2: the internet. I love it, absolutely.
1: So yeah. But also on TV, starting on December 28th, WeTV, which is W E TV, I think it used to be Women's Entertainment or something, coming up with a new show called Extreme Love, and apparently it is about romantic or sexual or you know relationships that really take it to the fringe. Uh, There's going to be a story about a a woman whose fiance is obsessed with sex dolls. There's going to be a story. This like the pilot episode where a guy has a 700 pound Girlfriend, and he keeps on feeding her because he likes some, you know, big and curvy. So he won't like stop feeding her. And uh, uh vampires, sex slaves, uh sister wives. Is this on and H-B- a, Is this HBO? No, we we TV, and also a guy who is having sex with Vanilla, who is his VW Beetle. So if you need some wholesome family entertainment over this holiday system on December twenty eighth, tune tune in to Extreme Love. On Wii TV, where well, you won't you be know, offended like well, Rudolph the Red Nosed Man.
2: I had this conversation on the ticket sub yesterday because uh, Hallmark announced there's 22 original movies coming your way for the Christmas uh, season. And I made the question, I, I didn't really know because you know I enjoy this kind of stuff. Originals with finger quotes, you know? Yeah, that. well, I mean, you know, original productions, mm-hmm. whatever. And I go, hey, has there ever been a Hallmark movie that has diversity kind of like thrown into it, as in like it's about two gay couples? Or something like that.
1: No, it's always a white woman named Maggie. Yeah. So is
2: Hallmark a Christian channel? Is it a Christian roots? Is that what? Is that why? Because I'm really am surprised that the out, the outrage hasn't really hit Hallmark yet.
1: It will eventually. Um, I really
2: am surprised because I figured that'd be like oh, I'm Huffington Post writer. Let me write about something that's actually legitimately I can be angry about. Uh, if hasn't happened yet?
1: you're absolutely right. If it hasn't happened yet, it will. Um. And but you know on the beat, but that to me is like complaining that there aren't enough honkies on BET. No, you can have channels that specify... Well, that's what I was curious. Or cater to a particular audience.
2: That's what I was curious. Tyler
1: Perry, who is, I think, one of the hugest media moguls now... Yeah. ...has a... I don't want to say a shtick, has a formula that works quite well. He dresses up as Medea and and makes social commentary on this thing, and so have a, a bunch of white people complaining about it is stupid
2: Yeah. to me. I just found it funny, and... They're, they're making those movies. So, yeah. yeah. We actually had a great show yesterday. If y'all should check it out on uh,
1: Ticket podcast, up? Yeah. Uh will me. We
2: watched Little Fockers. <laughs> and I, I didn't know there was a third Meet the Parents movie. That's right. I it did is, not know. Meet the Fockers. It, and then, uh, no, Little Fockers. This is the third oh, one.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, Little Fockers. That's right. So, From the Meet the Parents. Yeah. Uh, here in Iowa, let me get your perspective on this and, and listeners chime in. 58 prison inmates are suing the state of iowa to overturn a state law that banned porn rooms from prisons and they're saying that this violates the first amendment and uh basically constitutes cruel and unusual punishment they're seeking each of them $25,000 i don't i don't because they can no longer they no longer have a special room set aside for them to watch porn
2: well i'm not going to be Like too critical of this? Because 'cause I'm surprised there's not a room for people to take care of certain things.
1: It's called your cell buddies.
2: And (laughs) you're in prison. Well, maybe your your bunkmate doesn't really appreciate that. And he needs some alone time. Then hop in the shower. (laughs) Well, the shower is like an open shower, man.
1: Well, pick a different time. You're in prison, people.
2: I don't know. I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay. I'll be okay with that. I think it's just I feel sorry for the you know, the, the inmate who has to
1: clean the room. Right. Here, here's my take on it. It may not be the most uh, popular, but the question of what constitutes cruel and unusual punishment, because that's thrown around a lot. Oh, I need, you know, gluten-free potatoes because otherwise it's cruel and unusual punishment. And because the the argument is, well, we don't know what the framers intended when they came up with, with that uh, amendment. You know what? Yeah, you do know, because back then you could tar and feather, okay? I can guarantee you there weren't porn watching rooms in prison in 1783 so go back to what cruel and usual punishment was determined or wasn't determined back then and go with that so you know what we can tar and feather you if you're in prison because it wasn't cruel and usual when that's that's my take on that so guys all 58 of you inmates in iowa shame on you for clogging up our Hardcore systems with that, but listen on like a happier it. note. I like it. I it. <laughs> <laughs> it's then not on a rant. All right. Happy Hanukkah coming up. Monday's yeah, going to Monday. be Hanukkah.
2: We'll be back Monday, guys. Yeah. We'll be back 9 o'clock. If you're interested in being a guest, let us know. MWLS at IRLoneStar.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. I want to say thank you to our partners today, Bean Punk Coffee. I'm going to try to get them in, I think, December 8th, that weekend, is their goal to open up the Montgomery shop. So, I'm going to get Leo and Jason in the studio to talk about that. Awesome. We got C3 uh, Creative Content Creations as one of our partners. And then Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, folks. You listen to Lone Star Community Radio, irlonestar.com. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, we podcast every episode. We're YouTube and all that stuff. So, make sure to subscribe where we are and to keep up with us. So, we will see you later.